Hello and welcome to the 13-week podcast mini-series. I'm your host for the next 13 weeks, Cody Mooney, and I'll be inviting you along the journey here at Fortis Healthcare, which is powered by Job.com. This journey is like no other. You'll be hearing stories from our traveling healthcare heroes on the front lines. The good, the bad, the ugly, and of course, the great adventures along the way. So grab your seat and come along for week one on the 13-week podcast. This week, we bring you a healthcare hero who has been with Fortis Healthcare and with me for the last two years. Rachel Sherry, MedSurge Tele-RN, joins us this week to speak about the pros and cons of travel nursing. We also dive into the much debated topic right now of capping travel nursing pay And of course, we talk about a story about how she found love on the road. That all ahead on the 13-week podcast. So yeah, welcome. I mean, it's good to have you on the show, and uh, we're we're happy to have you. Um, How's your day out in in Kansas City going so far, all right? Uh, We are blanketed in snow, and it's still falling. So winter wonderland on Kansas. Oh my gosh. How much snow did you guys get out there? So far, it looks like seven inches and still counting. So we'll see how, how much we get. Oh, my gosh. See, that's one thing about travel nursing that you uh, you can't go without. It's like rain or shine, snow, you know, snow shower or not, you still got to go to work. Yes, and holidays, weekends, everything. We just got to power through it. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's part of the pros and cons that we'll jump into. But let's introduce yourself. Obviously, Rachel Sherry um, from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And now is on assignment in Kansas City, Kansas. Um, yes. I guess let's start there. Just you know, talk to us about who you are and uh, where you're from, and a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm from Knoxville. Go Vols. Uh, grew up in East Tennessee and started my nursing career in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, that I spent probably about nine, ten months working in Atlanta before I really considered travel nursing as a viable option. I picked up my grad program shortly after I graduated from undergrad from UT. Um, So most of my schooling was online when I started graduate school. And then as a friend of mine, she was more my mentor and educator to begin with. Um, She started traveling out West and I had so much envy for her. Um, But I thought that it wasn't a realistic option to go to school and travel Um, She told me about the travel nurse industry, and I I decided to inquire about it. Enter Cody Mooney. Um, And then shortly after I started traveling, when I found out that I could continue my schooling anywhere I traveled, and it was a flexible career option. So I started traveling mostly in the southeast, and I started branching out west a little bit. Shout out Rochelle Rudick. You can shout her out on the podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought about her. I said, well, really, you know, she started and I just was so jealous. She was out in New Mexico and that's where I was born. Um, and I thought she's just living that nomadic, free, spirited life. Um, and she was, you know, facing new challenges and adventurous. And I thought, you know, I never thought about this as a viable option, but now it sounds realistic and available and it worked out perfectly. No, it did. And I remember that first conversation. I remember Rochelle. So for those who are listening that don't know, Rachel was actually referred to me by one of my other travelers that's out, um, was out with me on the road at the time. And um, 
You know, she's like, I got the perfect traveler. She's going to be awesome. She's going to hit the ground running. She's young. She's vibrant. And she did. I mean, you, you killed it. She nailed it. You know, knocked the, uh, the nail on the head with that one. I mean, you've been out with us, well, almost two years now, right? Yeah. Yep. And we're still going. Um, but she, it was funny. She told me, you know, just talk to him. You can ask your questions. You don't have to start immediately. I think the turnaround from the time that I first talked to you on the phone to when I was submitted for my first contract was what, like 48 hours. It was crazy. It was so It was the quickest. You know, it was funny because I remember having the conversation with you and you're like, I'm like, Hey, look, don't get discouraged. You know, the industry standard is for every one submissions or, you know, there's, you know, it might take seven to get your first offer. And I swear it was like the quickest turnaround time with a year and a half experience in nursing it was, I think, less than 24 hours. You were offered, intervie- interviewed, offered, and placed. It was like crazy. It was like record time. Um, it was crazy. And you know what's even crazier is that was actually, so it was like July, late July, correct, of 2020. I hadn't actually been a, like fully a nurse a year. So that was actually very It was 10 months, quick. right? Yeah, right. Yep. It was a quick turnaround time. Well, I guess, you know, for new travelers or people maybe that are at, you know, their permanent job or full-time job right now, um, they may be sitting here wondering, "Ah, should I do travel nurse? I think everyone's kind of been hemming and hawing on it for the last couple of years. You jumped right into the, right into the industry and and leaped into it. I mean, you're killing it. Um, What advice would you have for somebody that's maybe in a full-time capacity on the fence right now? what advice would you have for them? Um, first and foremost, before I forget, um, I think it's very important. If you're going to leave your permanent staff job, leave it on good terms. Um, don't walk out. Don't leave without an adequate two or three weeks notice. Communicate how much you appreciate what they've done for you and the opportunities you've had. Um, so anyone I've talked to about travel nursing thus far, as you know, I kind of just talk openly with everyone about it at work. That's how you get referrals um, is that I tell them, make sure you leave on good terms because if travel nursing isn't for you and you do love this hospital or you do love this location, um, make sure you have a home and a place to come back to. Um, Because if you just want to hit up a couple contracts and and travel a little bit, but maybe you have a family to come back to, or maybe you have friends you want to come back and be in the same vicinity as, make sure you can and you have that opportunity. So don't burn the bridge, especially in this really difficult time to navigate in the pandemic with nursing. Um, and I say that and it's crazy because back in 2020, I never thought a couple of years from now, we'd still be battling, you know, the COVID issue, but here we are. Um, other things to really consider for people who are on that fence. You know, I see everywhere I go, majority of nurses say they want to travel. Majority of those said nurses don't travel. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with comfort zone, um, not stepping out of their box. It's nerve wracking. It's scary and it's overwhelming for a lot. So sometimes I say, if they have a friend who also wants a travel nurse, like grab a buddy, um, look into safe places you want to travel, do research, um, make sure it's viable with your friends, family. If you have kids, for example, schooling, um, just do your research and actually take that step because Truly, nurses are needed everywhere, and it's not going to burn your career if you do it the right way. Um, so 
big thing is keep those connections and give it a shot because it is going to be scary for everyone, no matter how extroverted or adventurous you are. It's nerve wracking, but it's definitely worth the payoff. That's funny you say that. So I remember, I guess, what would you say, you know, that's great advice for somebody that's looking to get out there. Once they get out there and they're on that first contract and they're, you know, maybe going through orientation now, um, you know, tell us about your process. How, how smooth was that with, you know, going through the process with Fortis to getting onto your first assignment as a first time traveler, never traveled before, before Fortis Healthcare powered by job.com. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what did that process look like with us? I mean, what was that like for a first time traveler? Wow. That is one of the reasons I get so many people to contact you, Cody, is because first time traveling can be very stressful. And there's a lot of um, ominous steps where you aren't expecting this curveball or that curveball. Um, you're not expecting to be nervous about being, you know, in the same capacity, um, maybe a floor nurse or an ER nurse. You know, you're not expecting to still be nervous about starting the same type of job just somewhere else. So having um, a good, solid company that you work with, a good recruiter, a good agency and team is um, honestly next to none. It's invaluable. Um, So I always encourage people who are considering it. I say, well, you're talking to all these companies. Don't choose just the highest pay package because the money doesn't make up for the possible um, issues you're going to face with your agency. Make sure it's a trusted agency. Make sure it's a good recruiter that knows you and cares about your success. Um, And another thing specifically to you is you having a personal connection into the medical field um, has made a difference because you know the risks, you know the concerns that we think about when staffing ratios are unsafe or when the environment isn't considering our license, for example. So you, you definitely have a stake in our success. So I always encourage people to find a safe, comfortable situation with their recruiter and company because that's who has your back and that's who's in the corner for you. If something were to go sideways or if you're feeling uncomfortable or nervous. Yeah, no, it's, it's great that you mentioned that. I mean, it's, I couldn't tell you how many times I went home, talked to my wife, obviously, you know, she's a nurse practitioner, but you know, Hey, this situation arise, you know, I I understand kind of what's happening, but you know, sometimes it it does help being able to talk to another clinician who's work bedside, Mm -hmm. who is now a provider and understands that it helps me relate, you know, with, with, you and, and you and others. So no, it's, it's very, you know, it's definitely very important. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good. You're only, as I like to say, you're only as good as your recruiter. You could be the best nurse. Yes. <laughs> you could be the best nurse out there. I mean, if you're not out there busting, busting your tail and, um, um, that's the good I stuff really, about travel what, nursing though. What would you say a con? What's your number one con to travel nursing? Um, well, for me personally, it's leaving the teams that I work with. Um, so every, I think you've heard me say, and I'm like a broken record. It's okay. You know, I'm ready to try a new place or a new town or city, but I'm really sad to be leaving this team. Um, everywhere I've gone, I've met incredible nurses, um, incredible, incredible CNAs. Um, sometimes management even steps in and amazing management. I've had the last couple of contracts. Um, physicians, PAs, nurse practitioners, amazing team. And then it really hits you that reality of I'm just moving on to the next one and I may never see them again. And that's where you really try to 
build those connections and continue to stay in touch. I still have people I talk to from every single contract I've been on, um, people that I plan on catching up with and seeing. And some of them are on the road traveling right now, um, in fact, and I love hearing about that. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's you're meeting people all over. You're adding to your LinkedIn profile. I'm sure you're adding people and connections and spreading your umbrella. That's the biggest thing in life is networking, connecting with people, and leaving a lasting impression. So when you go to that yes. hospital, when you leave, it maybe you know maybe the next person comes in can't fill the shoes of Rachel Sherry. They're like, dang, you know, I really want her back. And I tell you what, it happens more often than not. You might get a, I could get a phone call tomorrow and say, hey, ABC Hospital down in South Carolina, we want Rachel Sherry back. And doing a good job is, you know, that's half the thing right there. Um, obviously, oh, it all goes, I think it all goes together to me. That good job, like doing a good job, making an impression, making connections, making friends, being a part of the team, it all goes together. And that's something I always encourage new travelers is your life will be much easier and more fulfilling. And then your actual nursing at that hospital is going to be more successful if you integrate yourself into that team rather than just sitting in the corner and, you know, keeping your head down. Good. So obviously this topic has been in the news a lot, capping travel nursing pay. Um, we all know there's some excellent rates out there. We all know there's a huge staffing shortage. You know, there was a shortage before the pandemic, pandemic hits, we now have burnout, there's now vaccination, everything. There's so many, so many pots and, you know, mixes in the pots here. Um, I guess I'm not gonna, you can express your, your topic, you know, if you want your take is on it, if you wish. Um, but I guess my, my main concern is, you know, how do you think this is going to affect staffing moving forward, even just in the travel nursing and permanent, you know, at these hospitals? How do you think by capping travel nursing pay is going to affect the industry moving forward? Um, I, I see a lot of concerns with this. Um, and obviously I'm a biased party because I'm going to be directly affected should this take effect everywhere. Um, one concern is, is this going to be on a national level at the same time, or is it going to be phased in on different in different states? So one concern is if states start to progress before other states, you're going to see waves of nurses chasing the money. Therefore, the staffing is going to be worse in those states that have the caps on travel nurse pay. So obviously it's going to exacerbate the issue of staffing and ratios in those states that have the capping first. The other concern is when all of a sudden this is the hottest topic with travel nursing um, all over social media, on the news, and you kind of hit the nail on the head when you brought up staffing and ratios. Um, it's a little bit off-putting when the hottest topic is the money that we're making to keep this you know, healthcare going. Versus what we're seeing on the front lines as far as ratios, dangerous staffing um, that directly impacts patient care. So, of course, I'm not a financially minded person, so I don't feel um, qualified to talk about whether or not it's a viable um, option to keep travel nurse pay exponential and infinite and however much they want. But I will say it's discouraging being in the thick of it. And having people question, why are we making so much when there is so much 
risk to our job. There's a lot of abuse. There's a lot of exposure, a lot of stress, a lot of weight on our shoulders to achieve the impossible as ratios climb higher and higher across the United States. So why is our focus solely on the pay we're making at this point? Right, right. I think it's a multi-layer topic for discussion. <laughs> I think it's an onion and I think yes. it's got a lot, you know, it's got multiple layers to it. Um, but no, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that I wanted to get your take on it because we're seeing it in the news. Um, you know, people are lobbying for it down in, in Washington. You know, there's local Congress men and women that are, you know, signing legislation. And it, it's something that I think is going to be a topic of discussion more and more as we, as we move on here in 2020 and even into 2023. Um, Will you be marching in the in the uh, in the rally down in Washington D.C. in a couple months or not? Um, so I actually screenshotted when it was, and it was going to be all dependent on my work schedule because first and foremost is work, um, <laughs> and if available, then I'd love to go support um, the the cause. But it is I don't want to sound like I'm just you know pushing for more money because truly I do see so much greed within the travel nurse industry. It's kind of a slippery slope. You want to make more and more money. So I don't want it to seem like all of us are just in it for the money. I'm concerned that the topic of conversation revolves primarily about, wow, these nurses are making so much money. We got to stop that. Okay. How about the dangerous ratios or how about the abuse and the environment that we work in? You know, why is that not a conversation that's more prevalent? Yeah, not exactly. And, you know, what other industries do they cap, do they cap pay in, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I think it's a, it's a, it's a topic for discussion that we could really dive into. But um, I, I, no, I appreciate you giving your, you know, your, your, your thoughts on it because you're, you're on the front lines. You are a traveling nurse. You are hearing from both full-time and travel, you know, so um mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough topic, but we'll see. We'll see kind of what, what comes of it. If I had a magic ball or crystal, crystal ball, <laughs> who knows, you know? Um, but no, yeah. let's, let's, I got a couple more questions. I want to be mindful of your time here, but um, I, I guess stories are always good, right? When you're on the road and you've been to, you know, mm-hmm. South Carolina, you've been to North Carolina, you've been to uh, Kansas, three to four different assignments with us. You've been with us for two years. What's your greatest story that you've had thus far on the road? Um, it's hard because with nurses in general, we all have the funniest, wildest stories. As you know, uh, you hear all kinds of things from your wife, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but something more specific to travel nursing um, would be probably more valuable to this discussion. Um, so when I was in South Carolina... Um, that was a couple contracts ago, several, I did meet my significant other, um, on the road who is in the army. And so travel nursing enabled me to kind of be flexible with that. Um, obviously he was stationed somewhere else. I ended up trying to, you know, independently stay, you know, my independent travel nurse self and travel somewhere else. But of course we still stayed in touch. Um, and the flexibility, um, and how fluid travel nursing and contracts are. I was able to kind of move a little closer and, you know, give that relationship a chance and it's thriving. And I definitely attribute a lot of it to the, not only the flexibility of travel nursing, but the financial 
aspect of travel nursing, giving me the opportunity to fly and visit um, and kind of cultivate that relationship. So thank you to traveling and Fortis for that. So can I, can I take credit for meeting your, uh, your new significant other? Yes. All right. All right. I'll see you. Yeah, that that's that's awesome. You know, I, I love hearing stories like that. Being able to—that's part of the reason why you know, kind of did this job, right? Before I was a TV news reporter for NBC and the mm-hmm. local NBC here, and and then I got into it. It's like being able to tell and get to know stories and do stuff like this, right? On top of what we do on a day to day. But that's no, that's awesome. That's awesome. And you worked with me to be able to get you on your assignment closer closer to your boyfriend. So it just all worked out. Yes. It's all been, I mean, I, I love the aspect that, okay, well, maybe I'll take a contract where I really wanted to go, which was Asheville. I had always wanted to live in Asheville, so I was determined to get there, and I did, um, thanks to you guys. I made it happen, um, but of course, that was a, you know, 20 hours away or whatnot from where my significant other is, and um, he is now stationed in the Midwest, so it's like, well, okay, I'll give it, I'll give a little, I don't like to make compromises. I'm a little stubborn, but we'll do a little bit. So then you find me this dynamite contract here in Kansas city and it's been very addicting. I love my team here. I love the hospital system here. Um, shout out to KU. It's been an amazing experience. Um, I couldn't shout their praises enough. Um, but then because of that, I've been able to be closer to him and cultivate that relationship and continue moving forward. Um, and then same with friends and family. I mean, if I wanted to be closer to family or friends, that's the the beautiful thing about travel nursing. Perfect. And my last question is, what's the future hold? I mean, do you plan on doing travel nursing forever, or what's your what's your future hold? Um, well, I graduate in May with my um, MSN forensics degree from Xavier. And then this is also going to be wrapping up this contract in May as well. So we'll kind of have a crossroads at that time, um, whether or not I continue striking while the iron's hot with travel nursing and taking advantage of that lifestyle or um, settle down and specialize more in forensics, which eventually I do plan to settle down and have more of a stagnant lifestyle and job with forensics and human trafficking. Um, but for the meantime, I've been just, you know, saving up a lot of money for a house and traveling and seeing different cities that I really love and would love to go back to, um, but, and meeting the most incredible people. So obviously trying to stay in touch with them and then kickstart my career in forensics. But travel nursing has been um, very addicting and I've enjoyed it. And it seems like the other people I've gotten on the road to travel, they, they too have benefited greatly from it. Perfect. It's a great experience. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds, right? Correct. <laughs> we'll see what yes. it holds. But no, I listen. I thank you. I thank you, and I acknowledge you for coming on the podcast uh, here late in the day in New York, and uh, about midday out in the Midwest, out there in Kansas. Um, you know, we yep. at Fortis Healthcare, powered by Job.com, we we acknowledge you for. Um, you know, showing up every day. We acknowledge you for, um, you know, battling on the front lines during this pandemic. Um, We acknowledge you for patient care and giving top quality. And I don't think there was one day in the last two years. Yeah, I don't think there was one day that you called out sick, you know, knock on. Oh, no, you did get, I think you, did you get COVID? 
I didn't get COVID. Oh, shoot. All right. I, I thought. Yeah, it's so, it's so crazy. I worked COVID contract after COVID contract, and I was swimming through COVID. And then I take this very unique opportunity here that's a, a bone marrow transplant and Medicute Luke. It's a contract that's like a negative pressure unit that's specifically for immunocompromised patients. When do I get COVID? When I'm not working on a COVID unit. With very sick patients. Well, besides that one time that you got COVID, I don't think you ever called out once. So we, we acknowledge you as a, as a healthcare hero. And um, this oh, month we will be nominating another two healthcare heroes of travelers that are out with me. So my team will actually get in contact with you after this podcast for a little something for healthcare hero of the month in the month of February. Oh, so congratulations. Thank you. I and, appreciate um, it. No, we, 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 I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. Sorry, go ahead. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. You've gotten me on the road, and you always find me a good contract that just suits my lifestyle, <laughs> so I appreciate it. Well, hopefully we can keep you going. And um, like yep. I said, thank you for your time. Thank you for all you do. And thank you for coming on the 13-week podcast. Well, thanks for joining us this week on the 13-week mini podcast series. Until next time, we'll see you on the 13-week podcast.